Next, we'll cover some different ways that you can fund your business. So you've come up with an idea that you believe is going to change the world. In order to realize your vision, you need money to get things going. Where will the money come from? Or you may be in a situation where you've been in business for a few years and you have a concept that has been proven to be successful. You just need more money to make it grow faster. What funding options do you have? Or how about this? It's one thing to fund your business if you are initially, like many founders, going to be the only employee. It's different when you are a startup with co-founders and other team members who have to be paid because nobody likes working really hard for no money. And if you aren't using your own money, then what options exist to fund the business? Okay, let's look at some options for these scenarios. A few of these will require that the business has been in operation for a while. The first is to be self-funded. So you're using your savings, credit cards, 401k, or maybe a home equity line of credit or home equity loan. You can use your family and friends. So borrowing money from those in which there is an association. By the way, Jeff Bezos got an infusion of nearly $250,000 from his parents to start Amazon. How about bank loans? If you're a small business, you can get a bank loan. However, if you're using a bank to fund your small business, then proof of existence will be required. If you are applying for a personal loan to use for business purposes, then it is grouped under the self-funded option. Fundraisers, any type, bake sales, car wash, dinners, anything to raise money to get your product off the ground. Incubators. So these are organizations set up to assist startups. Almost every college has these, but they are also found in larger cities. And in addition to startup assistance, they may offer things like discounted services, free event or meeting space usage, and sometimes even funding is available. Pitch competitions. So a pitch competition is similar to Shark Tank. And at these events, you can win monetary awards, which are non-dilutive, meaning the people putting up the award money don't actually get a percentage of your company. The cool thing is that earnings can be accumulated by entering multiple competitions. And most major colleges have some sort of pitch competitions. The prize money usually comes from former students giving back, or they may have a nexus to the college in some form of partnership, like wealthy families or corporations. Crowdfunding. So in this case, we have online supporters contributing money to fund a project. For some, it's just the equivalent of a donation, for others, in exchange for money, there might be a small reward or possibly early access to whatever is being offered. Grants are another potential funding option. They are usually for already established businesses, but there are some, not many, that you can win prior to even starting a business. 
Any grant is going to have rules and eligibility requirements. They exist for certain groups like various industries, like the research or sustainability industries. There are also grants for socioeconomic classes like veteran. And there are even grants which are based on geolocation, like only available to people within a specific city, state, or region. You can approach an angel investor. So what do these guys do? They provide funding in exchange for equity in your business. Generally, this option is going to be for those who are already established. The angel uses their own money to infuse capital into your business. If you've ever seen Shark Tank, those are angel investors. Some of the sharks, like Mark Cuban, are actually venture capitalists, but on the show, they are acting as angels. Venture capital is last on the list. Okay, let's talk a little bit about venture capital. You've heard the term, but most probably only have a general idea of what it means. Venture capital or VC for short. It is the least understood funding vehicle. It definitely seems like the most complicated funding option, but it also has the highest reward potential. And don't worry, I will simplify everything. Previously, we talked about how some of the business funding options require that you be a bit more established. This is generally true, but not always needed in the case of venture capital. Some businesses get funded with only an idea, which makes it quite unusual in comparison to say grant funding or getting a small business loan from a bank. So what is venture capital? In exchange for equity or ownership, it is an investment into a company that is expected to grow quickly and ultimately get to an exit, usually within a few years, like around five. But three is better and no more than seven. Ideally, a company should have the potential to generate a 10x return on investment within that time frame. It is high risk, high reward. So what is an exit? And you might see it referred to as a liquidation event, but what you have here is a company being set up to either get acquired by a larger company or eventually go public, which means to be traded on the stock market. If everything goes as planned, the founders and the VCs all make considerably more money on the deal than they started with. An entrepreneur might seek VC funding because the business will need greater financial resources than they have available for startup costs. An initial investment into a business is called a Series A or Series A round of funding. It might also be called pre-revenue or the seed stage or even seed round. As various milestones are reached, the funding rounds usually escalate by letter and can go all the way to D, E, F, and beyond. But usually, once they get to E and F funding rounds, the company will probably go public. Most VC funding is allocated to tech startups. It should be noted that there is venture funding for just about every sector in the market but most of it is in tech and other potentially disruptive technologies such as medicine, robotics, and other devices. These businesses have a high probability of being successful and are generally easier to scale at a significantly lower cost than traditional businesses. 
And scaling just means to expand the size of the business. For example, scaling a grocery store or restaurant requires a lot of physical labor, land leasing or acquisitions, and purchasing of equipment. With computer technology, such costs are eliminated almost entirely because just about any task that would otherwise be performed by a human would be done autonomously. Download software. No human. Pay for a subscription. No human. The money for a venture fund comes from a collective of high net worth individuals, also known as accredited investors, insurance companies, pension funds, banks, and others who are looking to grow their money faster than traditional investment vehicles. For these investors, venture capital is just another asset class like owning stocks, businesses, or real estate. A venture capital portfolio will typically have about 10 startups under management. Out of the 10, only three or four will meet or exceed expectations, but only one has to be a star. This means about half of the startups will fail, so the Princeton grads are not immune to losses, and a degree from Harvard may not be enough to withstand sudden changes in the market. Two or three will produce a return on investment of maybe one to three X, so not bad. But one might do a 20X return. So in a portfolio of 10 startups, only one has to be Amazon to make up for any failed or underperforming startups within the portfolio. By the way, the person in charge of the portfolio is called a fund manager and ironically, their job is to fundraise and get banks and rich people to invest in the venture fund that will ultimately be used to invest in startups. So you can see how the VC route is quite different from traditional entrepreneurship. Founders who are backed by VC funding are not looking to last, say, 100 years. They're not in it to create jobs or reduce carbon emissions for a better earth. The focus is on returning a significant profit to the investors. Companies like Apple, Google, and Amazon each came into existence by way of VC funding. Through their acquisitions, Apple and Amazon are each made up of more than 100 companies and counting. Google consists of over 200 companies and counting. This next section is intended to uniquely describe varying levels of entrepreneurship, how to assess skill as a business owner. I will introduce the Leonard Entrepreneur Scale, which evaluates business owners based on specific characteristics. Understanding the scale, I believe, is the first step in improving your standing as an entrepreneur. The scale consists of four levels. Let's explore the characteristics of each level. At level one, the entrepreneur self-funded their business via savings, a secondary job, credit cards, or personal loans to acquire an existing business. That's the key, existing. For example, they might have obtained a home loan to purchase an existing ice cream shop. The business is successful, but sales are the same year over year. The business never changes or expands because the entrepreneur is content or does not have the capacity for creativity or innovation. Next, we have level two, which is similar to level one. 
So the entrepreneur is using traditional funding sources to get started, but instead of acquiring an existing business, they started a new business from the ground up. So the differentiator between levels one and two is that there was no template already in place in level two. You see, level one had what we call a done for you template. Here at level two, the business is being built from scratch. The majority of small businesses will probably fall under either level one or two. At level three, we again see the traditional funding sources, but the entrepreneur may have taken on manageable debt to deal with growth. So maybe a bank loan or an increased credit card limit. At level three, we also see a higher level of systems and processes being implemented in order to automate and streamline the business. Doing so means that the entrepreneur doesn't have to physically go to work every day unless they just wanna be there. They are able to build a team capable of growing the business. So the ability to expand or scale is definitely a hallmark of level three. If the business has to close because the owner got sick, we automatically know we are talking about a level one or level two entrepreneur. That would never happen at level three because systems are already in place to account for that. Level four is basically going to be a continuum, a progression. So the highest level of entrepreneurship or the highest level of sophistication and business strength. It's everything from level three, but we add even more layers of accomplishment, such as the ability to acquire other businesses, B2B contracts, patents, copyrights, licensing deals, uh, strategic partnerships, you know, anything that increases the odds of business success. If you want to learn more information about the Leonard Entrepreneur Scale, please visit the following, leonardinnovation.com slash L-E-S. Once there, you will find a free resource file you can download. Now, in that file, you will not only learn additional information about the scale, but I'm also going to teach you other things like how to boost your rank on the scale, which business characteristics lead to the highest level of achievement, and why revenue should not define entrepreneurial success. Again, access to this information is free. I'm going to ask you a question, and I want you to take a second to think about it. Based on what you know about the Leonard Entrepreneur Scale, how would you classify those like Warren Buffett, Elon Musk, you know, Jeff Bezos or Bill Gates? The answer to this question is probably going to surprise you. I created a video that features some very insightful commentary about this particular group that I think you will find interesting. And I really want you to see this video because it will challenge your understanding of entrepreneurship. Just go to the same link as before to check it out. LeonardInnovation.com slash L-E-S. And I'll also include this link in the comments and or video description where applicable. Let's summarize the teachings from module four. 
We started off by looking at a number of ways to fund a business, from fundraisers to venture capital. There is something for just about every scenario. The type of funding that you choose, however, is going to depend on your goals. Most businesses are initially bootstrapped, which means to be self-funded. And for those who want to go big, we touched on how venture capital works and why it might be a good idea for businesses with the potential to grow quickly. We ended the module by learning about a unique way to assess knowledge and skill as a business owner. The Leonard Entrepreneur Scale consists of four levels of business accomplishment. Ultimately, the aim should be to, one, understand which characteristics make each level unique, and two, try to work your way up the scale by improving your business IQ. As a reminder, you can ask me any entrepreneurial question, and I'll try to respond within 12 hours. Submit your inquiry via the Ask Justin form located at leonardinnovation.com. Once again, the website is leonardinnovation.com, L-E-O-N-A-R-D-I-N-N-O-V-A-T-I-O-N. Be sure to check out this valuable resource because it could impact your future.